Yeah. Okay. Hard, decisive transitions. That's what we're going for today. That's where we're at. Big ones. All right. Big ones. Big transitions. Oh God, my mouth. My mouth didn't work right, and that's it. That's the opener to the podcast. Three hundred and what? I don't know. Seventy-one. We we were gamers. Here it is. That's it's not getting any better. <laughs> it is three seventy-one. Dang it. <laughs> oh well, that's fine. We that's the opening. That's good. It's a good one. Um, it marks my frustration with other things actually, where like things get confusing and you don't know why, um, and it ends up being bad coding stuff like that. Where you're like, why is this doing that? Oh, because it doesn't work the same way multiple times. You know what I mean? here's an example of what i'm talking about on my tv if i click down one time on the home screen i have to make two clicks to get back to where i was back up so you press the down button one time and it now takes two up presses to return correct why what does the first up press do so this is that i don't it's some sort of like menu thing like you end up in another menu when you go down and then to get out of that menu you got to go up twice it's but this is what i mean like have you guys run into any of these things where you just like all of a sudden something doesn't work the same way in reverse or it doesn't work the way that you expect it to a lot of times like uh backing into menus or something or um Today I was, you know, like trying to find a way to submit something through an online portal. And it's like, well, it's organized so that your, you know, property A is here. But to edit property A, you need to go to the settings of property B because that's where all the personal settings are. And that counts as a personal setting, even though it's in pile A. You're like, what what menuing is this? Like, I don't know. That's a pet peeve of mine. You like... Go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, you know where I have seen stuff like that is with uh, ordering food online in online menus. I feel like lots of places make their online menus easy to oh, yeah. dive, dive into a section of the menu and really difficult to get back to the main show me everything page. I had one of those today with a food menu. There you go. I did not ever find or realize and ended up asking somebody about when I was designing pizzas at the local pizza place, you can do it online. And they have this really fancy thing where it's like, you just drop down menus, right? Like you drop down the menu for pizza. Then you drop down the menu for the pizza you want and you can click on and off all the things you want on there. Like, Oh, I don't want pineapple, right? JJ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you can like click it on and off and it's really simple. And then like you just say save and it'll save anything that you've clicked on into your cart. I thought that was somewhat cheap and innovative at the same time, right? Like, it's not a super fancy way to do it, but it made some sense. And then I realized I couldn't figure out how to make anything thin crust. I bet thinking about this, I bet you have to select thin crust the very first thing you click. Yep. Uh, Except it was, (laughs) this is what I'm talking about with things being in property A and property B. It was in the beverages and other section. Make pizzas thin crust was in the other section as a click on option. 
Yes. Okay. Makes that total that sense. one I have no explanation for. That's just, <laughs> that's out there. Yeah. I was going to say I've run into this with like healthcare stuff where you're like trying to change your settings in a healthcare plan or add people or subtract people or whatever. And it's like, okay, so now you've modified the details of this person. Do you want to like, you know, you want to attach them or remove them from this other thing, but now you have to go back to the other thing. And it's like a whole different set of menus over there to get to that thing. And then you can now remove or add the person to the thing. Even oh man. Set the person up over there somewhere else, like 500 menus away. As a person that manages a household with minors, this thing speaks to me in such a way that I get like goosebumps when I have to think about like, oh, you know, kid one went to the doctor. Uh, how do I get into her online portal and manage the payment for that appointment? Uh, I need to update her insurance, but the insurance update is in my account, but I have to go back to my wife's account because she's the main holder of the insurance and then link it back to me. And then I'm the one linked to the kid. And then it's just like, how is this what it is? How, what, what did you call it? it like seven episodes ago, JJ and shitification. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. There are too many uh, people making money off too many different steps. And so they all have to make sure that their part is annoying enough that you have to interface with them so that they can get paid. This is how you get to your TV does one click down and two clicks up. Yep. It's insane. Uh, uh, this is a perfect transition, Andrew. You were talking about TV. Hey, uh, you guys were on vacation recently, so maybe you didn't know. But did you know that uh, there was a big carriage dispute in TV networks recently? No. Yes. Are you talking uh, Spectrum and ESPN? I am. I'm a Spectrum customer. Did you guys uh-huh. know that? I am a Spectrum customer as well. Well, lucky for you, you were on vacation and you didn't have to witness the entirety of all the Disney networks disappearing. I don't have cable. Yeah, I only have Internet. And that alone bothers me because they raise the price on me $10 a year every year. And I try and I call and I lower the price. And I'm just like, what are you gaining by raising my prices 30%? There's like nothing. They're gaining more money, Andrew. That's a very obvious answer. You've done nothing. You even asked that question. My service has gotten worse every year yeah but they got more of your money so it worked out for them well i have i have no love of defending (laughs) cox but i have no idea how that dispute went or ended or whatever uh so uh it it, well so the dispute started i don't know more than a week ago almost two weeks ago maybe um and just like unceremoniously espn and all the networks owned by disney just disappeared off of our cable package and were replaced with a big sign that said, you know, like, blah, deal, go look at, you know, complain, go to the website, scan this QR code. It's definitely not our fault. Blame them. We make millions of dollars, but so do they. Therefore, we all should yell at them. Don't yell at us. And then you go to, you know, look at on Disney social media and they're like, look at Spectrum. They're being cheap. Here's their thing. Go yell at them. And it's just like, let the two, like, corporations slap fight each other and, like, you know, don't root for a winner. Everyone just, you know. Well, given <laughs> given what everyone's charging for streaming now, it's kind of like, oh, so you're all cable companies. Every single one of you. So the thing that, well, it's funny you mentioned that because the thing that was supposedly the sticking point was that Comcast, or not Comcast, uh, Spectrum was like, these deals don't make sense as our number of cable subscribers declines every year and you push all your good programming onto your streaming service. 
So you need to give us access to your streaming stuff because otherwise we're not offering anything to people anymore. I mean, they don't make and, an insanely wrong argument, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, there's some sense there. And then Disney's like, these channels are your most watched channels. <laughs> also <laughs> you true. Should pay us. You should pay mm. us for these. Uh, and so, you know, it's like you can't anyway. Um, and then uh, so, you know, we missed the entirety of the U.S. Open, uh, which is lame. Uh, we wanted to Oof. watch that. Missed all of that. There was a Formula One race that happened in there that I missed, um, which I was able to watch online because I love like to save seven C's. Uh, no, I didn't want to pay for F1 TV. Buddy, as as these prices of things go, F1 TV is 60 bucks a year. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, for not ever having to deal with anybody else, that's a pretty good deal. I can't. I have nothing bad to say about that. That's that's a pretty solid deal. Obviously, free is better if you have free, but uh, I didn't choose to do free. Is what I I'm felt saying. That, I felt that I was already paying the cable company for access to this, and I shouldn't have to pay again. I I can't say you're wrong. Uh, we missed both of those events, and we missed all the college football uh, in those couple weeks. Oh no, we no. saw college football. We did see some college football. I I didn't. Was it any good, Michael? You should say not me. Describe describe. I have some thoughts about it, but you should, in your words, because JJ, I you I will use parlance. Uh, high school parlance between myself and him that might not be easy for the listener. Describe Hawaii's quote-unquote stadium. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm not like, oh, there's stadium. It isn't quite a stadium, and that's why I put so, it in quotes. But I'm not being mean, and hopefully you can explain why. So I don't know how much of the background you know, Andy, as to why they're playing football where they're playing football. Oh, I but- do, but you should probably explain it. Okay, so JJ, are you you're familiar let's, with let's say Aloha hi, Stadium? Hi, hire people from Hawaii to build things in Hawaii, guys. I, I know what it is. Yeah, so right now, uh, Aloha Stadium, where the University of Hawaii football team normally plays, and where the NFL Pro Bowl Bowl is usually held, is closed for use because the building is structurally unsafe. That doesn't seem good. Salt no, it doesn't. air. Yeah, turns out salt the materials chosen um are corroding in the salt air. Yeah, that's uh that's bad, I would say. Yeah. So there's a big plan in place um to renovate the stadium, but in the meantime, the team is playing their home games on I think it's the practice football field, um, which is at uh, an athletic complex on campus. Um, and they actually added something like 5,000 seats to it, but it's still, it's even with that, it's still only like a 15,000 seat stadium. That's a small number. So it's, 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 it's tiny. technically, it's technically too small even by 2,500 seats. Yeah. You have to have 70, 17,500 to be a D1 location, I guess. Okay. He nods I'd, sagely. Who cares why? I don't. I don't yeah, care to look up why. Some rationale for that. Um, but the one of the cool things about it, JJ, and this this is why Andy brings up high school football games, is that the complex that they're in is uh, the field is surrounded by a track, and you can actually walk down and stand on the track on one side of the field and basically be right behind the team. Mm, yeah, that is cool. 
so we happened to be uh, Andy and I were standing in line for food um, when uh, when a, a touchdown got scored in the end zone right behind us. So that's pretty sweet. Pretty cool visuals. I mean, you could literally have thrown a football to the players from where you were standing. There was no. It was really cool. I mean. I think the thing that stuck out to me was because of the environment they are in, right? It's in the middle of the campus, JJ, like in the mm-hmm. dead middle of the campus. Yeah, okay. It's also extremely close to the freeway. So you can kind of like get off the freeway and be there. They have one giant parking structure that looks over the field immediately. The field is next to the baseball stadium. And so when there's an event, they just open the baseball stadium as well. They did tailgating in there or whatever. The restaurants, other than the like the student run ones with the hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever, the restaurants and stuff they have are just like, you know, aunt and uncle with their pop up tent and they moved their stall from the weekend farmer's market to the stadium and cooked food. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like they're going to build a whole new complex for all this stuff. No, right. but like, yeah. like as you walk through some of that, it builds a little bit of charm in a way of like, maybe this is what college football should be instead of like NFL size stadiums with, you know, companies running everything, you know, like Airmark and all these other places running everything at, at college stadium, like, hmm. Maybe more people should go to Hawaii and check this feeling out. It did just feel kind of fun to be at a football game. I think you guys were bamboozled by the charm and are forgetting the exploitation of the players. <laughs> well, uh, I think the charm the charm may have reminded us of a time when maybe that wasn't the point of the football. Oh, sure. Yeah. Before the uh, college sports became the hellscape <clears throat> that it is now. Yeah. The soul crushing machine. <laughs> so you guys, are you guys excited to join the ACC next year? The uh, all coastal conference. Sure. Yeah, whatever you call it. That's it's the, uh, it's like going home for me. Oh, I guess that's right. <laughs> all the East coast schools. I probably would include some from your neck of the woods. Yeah. I grew up right in the heart of ACC basketball country. So. I mean, does the football team just, live on the east coast for eight weeks or like or four uh, weeks or we'll see no, what they just they lose tons doing. of games as they fly back and forth that's what will happen oh. and all Yuck. like think about the football team but think about all the other teams it's worse yeah it's, it's really worse. worse for all the other teams the yeah other teams oh yeah. The, tr- the track and field team now has to fly back east like eight times a year do they have money for that absolutely not well one would expect that they may have built that into the uh, agreement. You would hope. I would expect. And if they didn't, then uh, someone's getting fired. Because the last time they were like, it's too expensive to run some of these little sports. Uh, Unfortunately for Stanford, they run off of major donors and they said, oh, well then it's too bad that I'm not donating money anymore. Uh Uh-huh. And how quickly they changed their tune. Ah, uh, yes, having to rely on the benevolence of billionaires. Yeah, it ain't good. Not, none of it. And that's, I think, why some of it sitting in that stadium was like, huh, this feels kind of nice. 
maybe if maybe if everything else matched this feeling, I'd feel better about watching college football. The end result of that carriage dispute was uh, it all magically resolved uh, earlier today, as of this recording, right? Before oh, right before Monday, Monday Night, Night football. football, huh? Mm. Weird. Mm. So mm. everybody could see Aaron Rodgers get injured. And the oh, first no. drive, the first drive, he got four plays, Andrew. No, are you serious? I didn't watch the game. Are you serious? Four plays. Yep. Is he done? Went, What's went, Well, they don't done. know. How for the this x-ray was negative, but okay. he wasn't coming back for the game. People, oh, no. it looks like Achilles, potentially. Oh, no. Obviously, they don't know. And he was even the hard knocks. The whole reason hard knocks did their season on the Jets. Oh, my God. Yep. That's amazing. The well, most cathartic clip I saw of it was the Peyton Manning cast, you know, that thing that they do. The Manning yeah, cast. The Mannings. Yeah. They both see him go down and then they're like, oh, like that sucks. He's getting carted off. Uh, hopefully it's just like an ankle thing. He'll they'll be able to tape him up and get it back out there. And then they see on the sideline him getting onto the cart and they're both like, no, I can't <laughs> believe this. Come on. Like, no. They're just like upset. They have to watch Zach Wilson, too. Oh. <laughs> I guess. Uh. This is a pretty dang good segue to tell you guys that I've been keeping a secret from you and that my quarterback and that my quarterback was also injured this Sunday. Oh, I have uh, I've been requested to join a fantasy football league this year. Uh, Something I haven't done in probably what a decade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was to help out some teens. So. I said, as long as I don't have to pay attention, I'll play some fantasy football, I guess. Uh, so I also, Michael, auto-drafted <laughs> my entire team. Yeah, how'd that, uh, how'd that treat you? Anthony Richardson, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. Uh, McCaffrey, wow. pretty good. McCaffrey and Chubb. Uh, AJ Brown, Mari Cooper, Greg Dulcich. Stevenson, Baltimore defense, and uh, Carolina's kicker. That's my starter. Okay. And who's your uh, who's your QB that got injured? Uh, Anthony Richardson went out in the last play of Indiana's game. Ugh. Why did it pick him? I wonder. Uh, I actually re-ranked him higher. Oh, uh, you had a thing on him. Okay. So, so I, I, like, I don't think he was rated highly, but that is why he was rated highly. So, uh, because I didn't know what the draft would be like, I. I did some seasonal predictions instead of like weekly predictions, right? And tried to guess where people were going to go in the draft and then picked uh picked players in those areas and tried to rank them so they would they would be picked in those areas. I mean, so it seems since, like you did a pretty great job. I would say like the from the initial blush your blush blah, blah, uh your team seems pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> I would take this team. I don't know about the Anthony Richardson part, but the rest of it seems pretty good. Well, he ended up with uh, two touchdowns and some rushing yards and some throwing yards. So not too bad. Maybe I, mean, I would take him then. He's supposed to be. Look. <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to be kind of like a, a actual Cam Newton and not a uh, Newton? Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, the other dude. Yeah. Cam Newton 2.0. No, um, gosh, man, I can't remember football players' names anymore. This is why I quit fantasy. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, so, but now, now you're in it. You have to show those kids what's for. You mm-hmm. gotta show them the strength of old age. Knowledge. Oh, yeah. 
I, cr- I crushed the first team by 45 points. Okay, great, good. Yeah. As you should. Uh-huh. It was, uh, it was very, very sincere and cute when the, the, uh, the kids were like, hey, um, my dad said you like football. Will you play in our fantasy football league? We need some more people. I was <laughs> like, who's fantasy football league? They're like, ours. We started. I was like, okay, only because it's yours and not your dad's. You're like, I don't like your dad, but you. Okay. <laughs> no, I, to be fair, I do like their dad. However, I wasn't joining the league that that was like a bunch of guys that watch football every Sunday. And then he added his sons to, you know? Yeah. This is the one they started because they wanted to do it. And he was like, okay, I'll join, but you got to find more people. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, hopefully I'm going to try and keep it to a minimum, but uh, you know, we can talk fancy football on this podcast again. That was yeah. a joke. We never stopped. It's true. We didn't. Yeah. Well, uh, I clearly have won my game. How'd you guys end up? Uh, uh I split this week. Uh, thanks in large part to the Dallas defense. Andrew, that game, the Dallas game was 40 to zero was the score of that game. Yeah. And I thought I did well. Uh, wavering the Ravens defense and getting a 25 to nine. Yeah. Yeah. That should be pretty good. It was only worth 12 points. The Dallas defense was worth how many, Michael? Uh, 37 in my league. 37. God. Hey, uh, more than like two or three players combined. (laughs) Yeah. Michael, this Miles Sanders guy didn't look so, so good. Uh, it was not a uh, particularly good game. He's my backup, man. You got to get it. You got to get the Panthers on the right track here. I know. I have him in in one of my leagues, so I'm hoping that he uh, he that things uh, gel a little bit more for him. I won in the one league, and in the other league, which is the like elimination league that I'm in, uh, I think I won't be eliminated this week, probably. How many people are in the league if you can be eliminated every week? It's every two weeks, so oh. it's like the, the combined total of your last two weeks. Yeah, and if it's the lowest, you get eliminated. The thing so is, this... that when you get eliminated, your players go back on the waiver wire, and everyone can pick them up. Whoa! First of all, whoa on that. What? Yeah, man, get get your budgets ready. <laughs> Holy cow! But how That's do they eliminate wild. one and not two? Yes, yeah, so I'm not clear how this works uh, oh because you don't play head-to-head that's how oh it's, it's a just, total just points score. per week thing okay yeah oh okay uh i've often considered whether that's a better way to play fantasy football like i've developed some stuff like doing this this is somebody else's league so i didn't make any comments about like things like they're just using reverse snake for positioning for the waiver wire which is oof child's play and also abusable and completely unfair, right? It should be waiver budget. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's their league. I'm not going to comment on it or anything. But, like, there's other stuff, too, that I've wondered about. Um, like, PPR. They have full PPR. It's like, uh, maybe it should be half PPR. Um, uh, they do the, uh, po- the four-point quarterback thing, which is normal now. They do a bunch of other yep. stuff. But um one thing I've often wondered is if it's more fair to do head to heads versus the whole league. So every week you're playing five games, not one. Mm. So it's not like a yeah. total points thing is the winner, 
but it's like the it saves you from the week where you're like i played the only other person in the league with over 100 points situation yeah so that's kind of what this gets around right it's really just total points every two weeks and it is you know your team is your team for the season but because your points for these two weeks are the only ones that matter like the points you got last week don't help you right so if you go on a crazy run and you get like you know the dallas 37 right like that that michael had right the two weeks from now who cares what defense you have it doesn't matter that they got 37 points you better get you know a bunch of points this week or you're going to get eliminated again well it's going to get easier as people's rosters get picked back up that's crazy well so then it also forces you to be like okay like yeah you have waiver budget right so you're going to go in and like grab the person who got eliminated's best player well like you just need to not come in last what if the next person that gets eliminated everyone has used their budget on that guy right like can you know can you can you hold your budget back enough to pick up the next guy's running backs so that now you have the best guy, right? Well, it might also eliminate the big problem, which is people at the bottom stop playing. Yes, it eliminates that problem for sure, right? You know, the season for me could be over in another week and I'm just done in that league. I don't have to do anything. That's wild. So, yeah, I'm not sure how it will go. Um, like I said, this is the first year of this league. He, the The commissioner who i was talking to at work said that usually if he these leagues are run with more people than we have and so that you can eliminate a team every week you want like 16 or 20 teams or something um but we have less than that so he's doing it every two um which that would be even more intense right literally every week you have a chance to get kicked out well 20 teams you start to get like oh no i don't have an actual quarterback you, you got to start Geno Smith for nine points, you know? Yeah, hey, did they touch the ball? Yes, they're in. <laughs> um, so, you know, interesting week this week in college and uh, in the NFL, I would say. Yeah. Uh, an interesting week Week watching uh, game movies. I don't know if you remember me talking about that Tetris movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I saw that on, what was the... I don't know, which it's one one of those streaming platforms. Which it's on it's on Apple. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Was it good? Did you watch it? I, I think I talked about it on here before, but um, if I didn't, uh, a quick review of it would be: it takes the real story and turns it into like a spy fantasy thing. I think I may I have like a vague recollection of telling somebody this sentence, which is: at the end of the movie. The KGB is chasing the CEO of Nintendo through the streets of Moscow. Yeah, that sounds dramatized. You just said a lot of words. Yeah. yeah, that are very likely not true. But some of it inspired me to read some of the real history of that stuff. And even that is kind of fascinating about like, oh, uh, if we just redefine a personal computer, then all of a sudden we can license a lot of these things a different way, you know? And... uh all of a sudden, Nintendos are not personal computers. So, uh, not I could I'm not sure I would recommend it, but uh, it was fun for me to watch. I like video game stuff, and that was funny. But it got me on a kick, so I started watching other game stuff uh, because of the airplane ride, Michael. I watched okay. uh, I watched both of those Jumanji movies on our flight. Ooh. Oh, how were those? Have you ever seen any? Did you guys watch either of those? I've seen the first one. With The Rock, the new, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
arguably the first one is much better uh is it is it actually arguable hmm. are you here to argue that something about watching kevin hart do um daniel glover or danny glover mm-hmm. impressions for two hours was pretty enjoyable which is what it was in the second one right okay and like the rock does a terrible danny devito impression but after a little while it got somewhat endearing uh but the first one's probably better i don't know it's weird that those things are video games uh it's it makes a little sense the second one the, the reason they made it was like makes no sense to me but okay the kid doesn't doesn't have confidence so he goes back to jumanji it's like what i don't andrew it was Spaceballs to the search for more money sure was but they did an okay job at it is what i'm saying if you know what you got in the first one and you thought this was enjoyable but that you know the first one was good in my opinion as a vehicle for for some people to make comedy about yeah anyway i don't know there's not much to say about the movie jumanji just i think you can tell what it is and if you like that watch it and then uh yo that last of us show is probably better than the game okay okay you like so, it i think it you know it takes a lot of the stuff that is a game part of a game out with like subtle nods like there's a lot of good because it's a tv show and that wouldn't make sense in a tv show so that makes yeah sense to me. but there's stuff in last of us where you're like okay they're trying naughty dog tried to make like a cinema game right and something yeah, that i've heard i'm trying to think of how to phrase this but i've i've heard some parts of it described as the best part of the game or like evidence that they were really considering the type of game they made which is searching for stuff in houses and like looting in the houses to like Oh, I got to find band-aids for the crafting system. I got to find stuff to make band-aids in the crafting system, right? Um, I got to find bullets because there's hardly any bullets in the game. I got to find this. I got to find that. And like scrounging through houses and stuff is like a big part of it. And while you get the impression that people have to scrounge for stuff in Last of Us, the, the, the movie, the show, whatever you want to, you know, six hour movie they made or whatever. Mm-hmm there's a nod to it in one of the scenes where she has to find like a needle and thread, but thankfully every five minutes unlike the walking dead, it's not, what do we, uh, I don't know what we're going to do now. I don't know what we're going to do now. I don't know. It's just like, let's, let's, let's move past the, we get it right. Like we, we get what the end of the world is like, like we got, we, we showed you in the first hour of this. Do we need to do that? No, let's just jump ahead three months. Man, the last three months were hard. I was like, I really appreciated that um, change. And I thought about, and I was going to ask you guys about this, why it's last on my show list, is like, do you think you could make, not, not trying to make a cinematic game, but do you think you could make games less work and more fun? Because it seems like now, with COTC and a bunch of other stuff that we're playing, there is an element of the game that is like, did you fill in your checklist yet? 
Are you sure you haven't? You, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can fill in this next part of the game without filling in that checklist. I think you're playing the wrong games. <laughs> I think what you need to do, Andrew, is stop playing these mobile games and stop playing Warzone, stop playing shooters, stop all this stuff. And you need to get in a mech. That's what you need to do. Oh, buddy. I think it's time. I is there, need to suit up. Is there any busy work in this game? I know what he's talking about, Michael. Do you know what he's talking about? Oh, I don't. You're going to have to enlighten me. Ooh, it starts with a core, and I think it's probably armored. Yeah, the, the core is armored. Did you try it? True. Okay. Yeah, How many I times has playing, it been armored? Uh, six times. This is the sixth <laughs> armored core. And uh, the fires of Rubicon is the subtitle. We'll just go the whole way. Okay, look. Okay. How many times at Comic-Con did I say fires of the Rubicon? Uh, quite a few times. You said it a lot. I would say. <laughs> I I had to find out why. I it's don't the name think of, I, it's the name of the planet. I know, I know Rubicon is the name of the planet. Yes, that's yeah, true. But yeah. I think what you were thinking of is crossing the Rubicon, which is yeah. a phrase that you say commonly about like, you know, crossing the line, going over the edge or whatever. And yeah, you, I mean you know. it's an it's a famous famous idiom of crossing yeah. you, you don't, you know, Julius Caesar and all that in the before Christ times. What if it, you know. Is that what is that where it's from? I guess I don't know where it's from. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm ninety percent certain. I mean, Michael, you're an Italian history buff. Is, isn't the Rubicon in in uh, Italy? I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, crossing into Rome. I think so. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna say that that's not what's involved here <laughs> oh i don't know that this is the rubicon we're talking about oh, hello uh, yeah oh yeah no i'm just trying to think i'm trying to think of like uh what so so the rubicon like the rubicon thing is about like uh betrayal right like crossing the rubicon is like going too far yes so that's not what this armored core is about well i mean maybe it will be in the end i don't know i'm only on chapter three uh but here is the game right is it a robust game or a cash grab let's start with that i don't what is it is it a robust game did they set out to cash in on armored core the name or did they make a game game that i'm gonna get into the mech in i mean i think the they made a game game i guess the question is whether you think that that game is the game you thought it was going to be or not all right then then hit us uh yo they made an armored core game (laughs) (laughs) you you were about to say how it starts though uh, so they don't you know there's no like there's very little setup you get like an opening cutscene. you know you get shot you got shot in from space your space pod gets like shot by a space laser you crash land on this planet you walk out they jump you right into a mission there's no like who you are there's no like what's going on no none of that we're is that busy. the mission here is, is this... how to play the game it is time for you to learn how to pilot a mech let's go and they just start is that the mission from the trailers where you get dropped into the planet and you gotta ski along the the road and they're like hit that uh, jump all pad the mechs can move that way so like the what you're thinking of as skiing is called boosting mm-hmm uh, and all mechs can do it. It's like one of your mo- It's like effect. You know, it's the difference between walking and running in like a uh, in like an RPG. You know, hmm. it's just a toggle button. You press it. You start doing that, and you start sliding around. Less random encounters. Um, there, 
There are no random encounters. All oh. the enemy placements are set. I was joking because uh, you, you said RPG run. Yeah. Uh, because this game wants you to play missions and then go back and play them again. Wait, what? This game is like, if you want to do everything in this game, this game is about like, you don't have to. They're not going to force you. But when you have beaten a mission, you could just go back and replay any mission you've played and you earn, you know, less money rewards from it. But you will still earn money from it, effectively right. making it, you know, a as much, you know, you can grind missions for S ranks and, and money and stuff, right? As much so, as you want. So our favorite okay. mech game, Battletech, uh, mm -hmm. replaying a mission was semi-possible in terms of they were procedurally generated and they were somewhat similar, I think but they weren't the same. It was like different stories, but whatever. Uh, this is not procedurally generated. You right. were replaying the same mission. So what? what's this? How do they justify that? Like, I already killed this dude. Uh, I mean, there are two things. You know, first off, they don't justify anything. There's just okay. a menu that says replay mission, and you click on it, and you can go into replay missions. All right. So, you know, you can come up with a justification if you want. <laughs> um but if you want me to justify it, they do have some like virtual training kind of thing. There's a there's a virtual arena where you fight, you know, other mech warrior type mercenary people one on one duel kind of thing. And that's all done, you know, in the space virtual. In the mind, oh, So maybe it's a virtual memory. Maybe it is. They don't say that and they definitely don't tell you anything about that. But hey, sure. Whatever. OK. OK. Um, but there are good reasons to want to go back because some some of these missions have like containers hidden around with free parts that you can use um you know like pieces of equipment and stuff that you could equip later uh there's also a system for battle logs which you get access to after a few missions where certain enemies on the field have these battle logs attached to them and there's like a little uh, icon on the screen when you fight one of them uh and collecting certain numbers of them after every mission you know you have a little rank and as you collect more of them your rank goes up and you get stuff for collecting them Right, parts and you know lore and whatever and some of these guys are really hidden <laughs> <laughs> like you will never find where some of these people are if you're not either looking up guides or trying to you know go back in s rank and looking in every single nook and cranny of some of these missions uh not all of them are huge either like some of them are these big open areas where you kind of have to explore around and figure out where to go and some of them are like you're going from A to B and there's a bunch of people in the way and you have to get through them. <laughs> like, it's very clear. Go that direction, right? There's a blip on your HUD 2,000 meters away and there's a bunch of mechs in between. Get get there, you know? Um, It's really, really fun so far. A game that's like so... And there is a story. I'm not going to talk about the story because I'm not far enough in to talk intelligently about it, probably. Um, But also, I think it's interesting so far, so I don't really want to spoil too much. Um, uh... The biggest question is how many of the Dark Souls bros are going to go to this game and be disappointed? Because it's a FromSoft game, game, right? This is a FromSoft game. This is not a Dark Souls game, right? So I described it as an Armored Core game because that's what this definitely is. Big, big, wide open levels where people are shooting at you from all directions and you have a lot of guns. You do have a lot of guns. And some of the most fun I've been having in this game is like going back to the shop after a mission seeing what new parts you know arms heads legs torsos various weaponries for your back and your arms have unlocked buying them 
and then going back and redoing the mission to see like ooh is this grenade launcher better ooh is this like 10 missiles at once ooh, four <laughs> missiles but they shoot up instead of forward ooh these missiles like form a v so that they can't dodge and they come at them from the two sides this one shoots one missile and then it explodes into five different missiles that like come in and hit them and like all these different crazy things you know this one's a laser shotgun instead of a regular shotgun right i can't believe it's been a decade since the last one they've had one two three four five six seven maybe six souls likes in there since then yeah quite a few man i think the uh the real interesting thing i'm i'm getting with this game there not that's not to say there is no uh influence of the armored of souls games on this I don't remember, and maybe Andy, you've played more of these games than me. Do you remember? Were there repair kits in Mission? I think so. Could you, like, press a button and heal? Oh, no, I thought they were pickups. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game. So there are definitely... So I I don't know what happened in the previous Armored Core games, but in this game, there is definitely press a button, heal, right? And you have a limited number of uses of those per map unless you get to like certain specific points of the map where they have like resupplies which then also refills all your ammo and whatnot all your weapons have limited ammo even the lasers for some reason um i don't know you you figure that one out i don't understand why the lasers have limited ammo but it is true yeah i'm pretty sure oh god i only played like ac one two five i think i skipped some in the middle and i definitely remember repairing somehow in the last one i played okay that might have been the thing that existed and i thought there were Uh, ground pickups in the first but i'm probably remembering the wrong game there are definitely like you know they call them like refuel or resupply points in this one which then heal you to full and all yeah the other nice thing about this game yeah it doesn't punish you uh Sorry, you're punished in terms of your rank. So if you want to try to S rank a mission, first off, you can't do it on the first playthrough anyway, so don't even bother. But uh, if you come back and play it through again and you restart from a checkpoint, you've already negated your ability to get an S rank. But any other time, restarting from the checkpoint, no effect. It just refills your health, restores all your healing, and refills all your ammo. That's it. There's no other penalties. I like that. Hmm. I like that. It's like, it's hey, we can make this game harder, but we can also leave it easy. And you can just, you just skate past the checkpoint, right? You you pick the checkpoint up, you skate right past it, you fight the thing, you get completely annihilated by the boss or whatever on the other side, you respawn from the checkpoint, it's as if you lost nothing, right? Yeah. So, or you can just, as soon as you get to that checkpoint, just hit restart at checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you, you know. Is... Am I remembering the right game? I think old AC games you had to repair and retrofit stuff after missions. Is that still a thing? I know you're saying you can buy stuff in the shop and refit it, but there are there are costs at the so every mission has like a here's how much money you will earn. Yeah. You know? And at the end of every mission, you are assessed against that cost your repair and ammo that you have used. Hmm. So, you know, you in theory, um, you know, doesn't seem to be the case in practice, but I suppose in theory you could get destroyed so badly and have used so much ammunition that you don't make any money on the run. Wow. Um, I have not found that to be the case in practice, to be clear. Even wow. times when I have blown up many, 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 many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, uh, but then, you know, afterwards there is like a whole, you know, design and customization area. You go into the assembly and you can change out every single part of your mech. You can change the color schemes on a per part basis, all kinds of crazy customization options. Uh, if you really want to like make your cool robot the coolest way uh, that you know how. Well, I've seen people running it on a Steam Deck, so it's possible. Oh yeah, it it I believe it's verified, so that is definitely an option. Yep. Um yep. very cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. Very cool. Alright, well uh gosh, I don't know if we need to do a COTC update. There hasn't been much going on other than what? Uh new chapters and stuff. We're, I guess we're down to uh, the missing 10 now. Yeah. It's kind of nice that it's down to, like, okay, if for, for, let's just check in with it and do specific things again, you know? Not be overwhelmed with stuff to do. That's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, put it on maintenance mode, do some other things. Exactly, exactly. So we'll check in some, some more games next week, and until then, if... oh. But wait, there's more. If you have food crimes, send them in to where, JJ? Uh, they can send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. That is podcast at weweregamers.com. That's our, or I, you know what? If you really were dedicated, you could get to us on social media and find yeah. us at we Were Gamers on Facebook and Instagram uh, and send us that information there. Maybe we'll okay. see it. So uh, now that the only the cool people are left, maybe I do my food crime thing now. What do you think? I want to hear about crime. Maybe maybe people left that, that, that aren't cool and the cool people are still here. And they're going to say, what's the food crime? Get it over with already. Well, I believe this to be one and I need a judgment. A grown man sitting on a bench with an ice cream drumstick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. All right. A little drummy, a little drumstick action. Eating it with a spoon. Hmm. Not a joke. Full on eating it with a spoon. I Was he in a suit? Nope. Baja shirt and shorts. Had a little dog. Couldn't figure out why. Don't know why it's a crime. How was he? Can't put my finger... Can't put my finger in his hand. It wasn't like I'm not touching so it because I'm allergic to waffles. Yeah. Uh-huh. His hand was holding the cone. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And instead of just eating it, uh-huh. he's now using a spoon to eat the, like, top. Yeah. But why? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because they also had, at this place, ice cream sandwiches, ice cream sundaes, popsicles, any other thing. I'm, I was confused enough to label it a crime, but couldn't figure out why. I mean, maybe it's like a, a sensitivity thing. Like his front teeth are sensitive to cold. Uh, really wanted, really wanted the drumstick, but actually can't bite into the ice cream because it's really painful. Like that's that's all. I you're letting him off the hook, Michael. I just don't. I can't see why. I'm just. I so guess confused. it's possible. I guess like yeah, Michael's Michael, explanation is Michael's I'm, got I'll an explanation this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one would say then maybe uh, don't eat ice cream. But then I feel that like that's like that's ableist, you know, like there's a way he can eat ice cream. It's with a spoon. But so 
Oh no, I don't want to be wrong about this. It was very off-putting. I I agree. If I saw this, I would have a snap judgment and be like, "What the heck are you doing? Like, stop!" If I saw someone doing that in front of me, that would be the first thing I would think for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the knife and fork pizza thing. Oh no! Right, right. Like, stop. I think Just that's like, even worse. Stop. Pick up the slice. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, I I have had to knife and fork pizzas from people that don't know how to make pizza. So, look, if you try to pick up the slice and the slice just falls over, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm not talking New York slice, right, where it's all flat and you just pick it up, yeah, but just uh, it. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, the prosecution uh, moves to retract its. Uh, I guess this, maybe like I, I, I don't know. I, I think His the teeth court are is sensitive. Confused. Like, just give just give him a warning. On, We're happy with a warning. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a please stop. But we don't wanna, also we don't want to see you in our court again. Yeah, yeah maybe that's back. a. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's like uh, do that in your home. No one will judge you if you just do that in your home. Yeah, so, you know, what goes on between a person, a consenting spoon, and a <laughs> drumstick is their own business in the private of their home, but I don't want to see it in public. Oh, man, that makes you sound... I mean, that I, now I got to undo that one. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions is, expressed on this podcast are not necessarily those of... Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, we were gamers LLC. Like, where are you going with that? <laughs> uh, potential sponsors, don't be afraid. 